Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right. It's Everybody's Friend, the Comic Web Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. We also offer two other podcasts. We have a Superman Old Time Radio Program podcast and a video podcast of the old movie serials. Just go to our website for information on how to download the podcast or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. The Comic Web sells all the old-time radio programs featured in our podcast as well as comic books and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after this week's episodes. This week we offer you two programs. We start with Wild Bill Hickok in The Capture of Trader Joe, followed by a short skit of The Pickersons. Wild Bill Hickok! <laughs> Hiya, folks. Hold on to your hats, because here comes another rootin' tootin' Wild Bill Hickok adventure. Starring Guy Madison as Wild Bill, and Andy Devine as his pal Jingle. We'll hear the exciting story, Capture of Trader Joe, right after this message. In the days of the Old West, the six-gun and a ready rope sometimes were the only law there was. But now and then, this brand of homemade justice was more dangerous than the crimes it was supposed to punish, as United States Marshal Wild Bill Hickok and his big deputy Jingles found out when they were drawn into the capture of Trader Joe. Come on, Joker. Oh, I gotta find Bill. There's gonna be trouble. He ought to know about it. There he is now, riding back from the post office. Bill! Bill! Oh, move along, Joker. You're getting lazy in your old age. Oh, 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 now. Bill! Howdy, Jingles. You really came lathering down the street. Somebody chasing you, or you're just practicing for a horse race? Bill, I got no time to sit around and make conversation. I just saw that old... Hey, you got a letter for me? Yeah, it looks like it's from your Aunt Sarah back in Abilene. Aunt Sarah? Well, bless her little old heart. No, doggone it. Now, that can wait. Hey, there's trouble coming down the trail, Bill, and it's headed right this way. What kind of trouble? A horse trader trouble. That's what kind of trouble. Trader Joe's coming back again with another herd of horses. Oh, is that all? Is that all? Bill, don't you remember last year... There was a lot of talk about covering him with tar and feathers and riding him out of town on a rail. Well, we stopped that, didn't we? Yeah, and we almost stopped a few bullets, too. I'm a year older now, Bill, and I like getting shot at even less then than I do now. Well, maybe the men in town learned their lesson last year. They can't get stuck in a horse trade if they don't do business with Trader Joe. Oh, Bill Hickok, sometimes I don't know what to do about you. You don't seem to be worried at all. I'm not, Jingles. If I worried about everything that might happen to me, I'd have worried myself to death a long time ago. Well, aren't you going to do anything at all? All right, if it'll keep you happy, I will. Oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to go welcome Trader Joe to our fair city. Oh, me, I should have stayed in Abilene. My Aunt Sarah warned me, but I wouldn't listen. Closer here. Here is absolutely the finest horse I have to offer today. <laughs> Fifteen hands, sound in wind and limb. 
Just look him over here. And he's the finest cutting horse I've seen this side of the Red River Valley. Yeah, they say a good cutting horse is more valuable to a cattleman than a good wife. <laughs> so here's your chance to get the best. How much you want for? Uh, uh, let's not talk price, sir. <laughs> Until you see him in action. I said how much. Oh, you sound as though you might be interested in this magnificent animal. Well, just watch this. Good-looking horse, Bill. Sure is, partner. If it's a cutting horse, it's worth plenty. Well, let's see how he works. Let's go, buddy. Yeah, looks pretty good. Turns on a dime. Yeah. Looks like you get Aunt Lenny Dogie that decided to break and run for it. <laughs> now watch this. Oh, after it. <laughs> Look at that little white face camp go. That horse is staying with him, though. Doing a good job, too. Look at Bart Blackwell. He really wants the horse. Trader Joe knows it, too. He's putting on this show just for Bart. think, my friend? Oh, pretty good. I don't know whether I can use them or not. I might take them off your hands. How much? Now, you know Trader Joe never asks for just money. <laughs> what do you have to trade? Well, I might be willing to part with that big soul stallion over there. But I'd have to have something to boot. Something to boot for that hunk of crow bait? What? <laughs> what do we... Let's talk about what you'll give me to boot. Come on, Jingles. They'll be arguing for the next hour about how they're going to trade. Yeah. That's a pretty good-looking horse, Bart's dickin' for. Oh, it doesn't look like we're going to have any trouble this year. Most of Joe's horses seem like pretty good stuff. Yeah, last year he swindled the boys something awful. That's why they were so mad at him. Trader Joe will be at the hotel when the sale's over. Let's drop in there later and talk to him. Well, how'd the sale come out, Joe? Very well, Bill. I got rid of most of all the horses I brought with me. I've got another herd to drive on to the next town. And I've got a pocket full of money to move. What about that beautiful cutting horse Bart Blackwell was after? We finally made a deal, Jingles. Blackwell drives a hard bargain, but then so do I. Blackwell's a hard man. He and that gang he runs around with cause most of the trouble we have around here. Speaking of Blackwell, here he comes across the lobby and he's headed right this way. And so he is. I don't like the way he looks, either. What I don't like is that bunch you've got with him. You still here, Trader Joe? I thought by now you'd be on your way to the next town to swindle some more people. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Blackwell. You got the best horse of the bunch this afternoon. Did I? That great cutting horse pulled up lame before I got him home. The whole town's laughing at me, and I don't like being laughed at. Yeah, and that roan I got has a split hook. Trader Joe's taking us just like he did last year. Now, wait a minute. What do you expect Joe to do? We want our money back and the horses we traded. Yeah, and this time we're going to get them. Now, just a minute, gentlemen. I never go back on the deal, and I don't expect you to. You're all experienced men. You had a chance to look over the horses, and you had a chance to argue about the price. Now, if you got stuck, it's your own fault. Now, just a minute. Trader Joe's right. A horse trade is a horse trade, and that's all there is to it. Not this time. Give me back my money now. Put that gun away, Blackwell. Not like I get my money and my horse back. You're on the wrong side of the law, Bart. You made a deal, now stick to it. Give me that gun. Bill, look out. Today's Wild Bill Hickok story continues in just one minute.
When Bart Blackwell got the worst of a horse trade, he came to the hotel and drew a gun to get his money and his horse back from Trader Joe. Wild Bill jumped for the gun as Blackwell pulled the trigger. Come on, drop that gun. Let go, man. Watch out for him, Bill. I said drop it. All right. Pick it up, Jingles. I got it, Bill. Now, the rest of you, clear out. What about our horses and our money? I'm afraid you're stuck. You knew Trader Joe was a slick trader. He took you last year the same way. But he didn't break any law so far as I know, and there's nothing I can do about it. And if I were you fellas, I'd go on about my business and find some other way to get even. Thanks for the help, Bill. Don't thank me. Just get your stuff and hit the trail. I think we've had about enough of you around here. I knew you were trouble when I saw you coming. Yes, but you said yourself I'm within the law. You are. I'll protect you as far as I can. But I don't like cheaters that hide behind the law either, so pick up your horses and get out of town. All right, I'm going. And don't bother coming back next year. Bill and I might not be around to look out for you. I'm glad we're out of that little mess of trouble. We're not out of it yet, partner. Doing our duty has made us plenty unpopular around here. Who does that high and mighty hiccup think he is, anyhow? Sticking up for a tramp horse trader against us honest citizens. Yeah. Hey, you'd think the law would be on our side. Well, law or no law, I'm getting even with Trader Joe. Oh, I don't know, Bart. Seems like you're asking for trouble. Yeah, trouble or no trouble. I'm going to fix him good. He's made a laughing stock out of me, and I'm getting even. How you figure on doing that? The law ain't going to help you, none. Maybe it will at that. Well, I don't see how. I want to get that sneaking horse trader as much as you do, but the law's on his side. Looks like. Maybe there ain't no law against a slick horse trade, but there's a law against horse stealing. And here in the West, we hang horse thieves. Yeah, but Trader Joe didn't really steal horses. How do you know? Have you had a look at that herd he's driving out of town? Well, no. Then how do you know that when he beds them down for the night, there won't be a few horses in with them that he didn't trade nothing for? Yeah. That could happen, couldn't it? And when the men who are already sore at him find out he's driving stolen horses, they'll have him swinging from the end of a rope by sunup. Ah, sounds all right. But what about Hickok? Even if Hickok finds out, he won't have nerve enough to stop us from hanging a horse thief. Come on, let's run up some horses. Looks like there's going to be trouble. Might as well wake up, Jingles. Jingles. Jingles, wake up. Oh, Brian, leave me alone, will you? Jingles. Jingles. Hey, breakfast is ready. Hey, 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 man, make the eggs over easy. I'll be right there. Oh, hi, Bill. Don't know what's the matter, matter with me here lately. I can't seem to sleep anymore. Yeah, so I noticed. Oh, what are you doing up at this hour, Bill? It's still dark outside. Looks like trouble, Jingles. Trouble? Seems like that's all I hear. Someday I'm going to quit being a deputy and get myself a job stuffing feathers and mattresses. What kind of trouble, Bill? I don't know, but riders keep coming and going down there in the street like they're getting a posse together. Something's up. Get your boots on. Let's go. Oh, now, can't it wait till morning? No, it can't. Now, wake up and let's hit the trail. Oh, all right. Well, I got my boots on. I hand him a gun. Here they are. 
Well, what do you figure's happening, Bill? I don't know, Jingles. But I heard a lot of noise downstairs in the lobby, and a little while ago, a whole bunch of riders took off down the street and out of town. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Of course, it could have been a bunch of cowhands who were on the town spending their pay. It didn't sound like that. I heard somebody yell something that sounded like string him up. Uh-oh, necktie party, huh? That's what I'm afraid of. Let's see if anybody's in the lobby. Just a couple of men over there in the corner, and it... Hey, Bill, that's Bart Blackwell and his sidekick, Slash. Yeah, I thought he might be in on this. Howdy, Blackwell. Hello, Hickok. What are you doing up so early in the morning? Well, I just thought if something was happening, I'd like to be in on it. Not this time. This ain't your party. Nah, I ain't so sure about that. We might make it a party. You're too late to bust this one up. The whole town's riled up, and a bunch of the boys have already gone out to see that justice gets done. What kind of justice? Hanging justice. Bill! We found a horse thief, and come sunup, he's going to be dancing at the end of a rope. You can't hang a man without a trial. We had a trial. We got Judge Barnes out of bed, took him out to see the stolen horses, and he said it looked bad to him. That's all the trial we need. Fine trial. Who is this horse thief? That crooked little weasel you've been trying to protect. Trader Joe. Bill, he ain't no horse thief. I don't think so either, Jingle. Let's go. Oh, no, you don't, Hickok. I'm tired of your button in. Get out of my way, Blackwell. Try and make get him, Bart. Get him. You stand with Slasher and this gun's liable to go off. I ain't doing nothing. I'm tired of your mother. You're not stopping me. Help me up, Slash. I must have slipped. <laughs> slipped right into Bill's fist. <laughs> I'll break you in two. I'm tired of fooling with you. How about you, Slash? Uh, I got nothing to say. This wasn't my fight. Good. Saddle up our horses, Jingles. Sure, we got to get going if we're going to keep Trader Joe from being lynched. I think it's going to be a little too late. We still got till sunrise to try, and if Blackwell wakes up before sunrise, you can tell him we're on our way. Today's Wild Bill Hickok story continues in just one minute. While Bill Hickok and Jingles are trying to stop the lynching of Trader Joe, in the dark hours just before sunrise, they ride through the shadows looking for some proof that the wandering merchant, whether they like his business methods or not, is not a horse thief. Bill, I can see what you're trying to prove, but I don't see how you're going to prove it. I've got to, Jingles. We followed Trader Joe and his herd of horses out to his camp. Yeah, and then we found this other trail where the stolen horses were driven in to join the herd. But it could have been Joe driving them in. That's what we have to prove. Who drove the stolen horses? Yeah, but how? The ground's pretty soft here. Pull up a minute. All right. What? Oh, Joe. Drag a match, Jingles. Watch where you step. I want to see these tracks. It's getting light. We won't need matches pretty soon. Now we've got a clear trail. There's where the stolen horses went. Yeah, and there's tracks from a horse on each side. Two men were herding them. And we're in luck. You can tell something about the horses they were riding. Ow! Burnt my finger. Strike another match. Yeah, the horse on this side was lame. How do you know? You see how he favors that off-front hoof? Oh, yeah. And that other horse was wearing a plated shoe. That's right. Reckon the blacksmith can tell us who put plates on his horse to straighten out his gait. But, Bill, we don't have time for that. Yeah, I know it. 
Let's find two men, one riding a lame horse and one riding a horse with plated shoes. Well, where do we look? Over where they're lynching Trader Joe. The last horse I heard of that was lame was that big cutting horse we saw yesterday. By golly, you're right. The one Bart Blackwell got in on the trade. <laughs> Blackwell, it's light enough now. What a hurry. The sun will be up in a minute. You got anything more to say, Joe? I've told you before, Blackwell, I never stole a horse in my life. I've been saying that all night. Yeah, but it's true. And how did them stolen horses get in your herd? Well, somebody drove them in there. You've got to believe me. I ain't been out of my camp all night. Nobody believes you, but go ahead and talk. Just as soon as that sun pops up, We'll whip up that horse you're sitting on, and your horse thieving days are over. Bart, here comes two riders down the trail. Uh, looks like a couple of the boys was almost late. It's Hickok and Jingles. What? They ain't gonna stop me this time. Whip up that horse and let's get this over with. Well, let's wait and see what they want. Wait, nothing. If you won't do it, I will. No! No! All right, hold it, boys. Keep your hands away from your gun. Uh, did you see that? Cut the rope with his first shot. Bill! Bill, you got here just in time. Looks that way. I haven't changed my mind about you, Joe. I just don't want to see you hung for a crime you didn't commit. Hickok, I've had enough of your button in. Well, they never learn. Now the rest of you just leave those guns in the holster. What's the idea, Hickok? We found stolen horses in Joe's herd. Horses that belong to some of us here. Why shouldn't we string them up? Because he hasn't had a fair trial and because he didn't steal those horses. What are you talking about? Now, wait a minute. I've got the proof and I'll show it to you. What kind of proof? Jingles and I backfilled those stolen horses. There were two men riding them. We know what kind of horses those two men were riding. Tell us some more. Well, one of the horses was lame. Maybe Joe was riding a lame horse. Well, the only lame horse I know is that cutting horse I traded you. He probably went lame from the way you jerked him around. Yeah, Bart is riding a lame horse, but that still don't prove nothing. Nah, nah. Well, the other horse was wearing plated shoes, which ain't very common. I'm going to climb down and look for a set of plates right now. I've had enough of this nonsense. Are we going to let one man stop us? Are we going ahead with this hanging? Bart, if you don't shut up, I'm going to put a bullet right through you. You find anything yet, Jingles? Not yet. Flash, you've been riding around with Bart all night. Let's take a look at your horse's hoof. Get away from my horse. Better let him look, Slash. Well, what do you know? A brand new set of plates. Looks kind of suspicious that Bart and Slash are riding horses just like the ones that brought in the stolen herd. Yeah, and they're the same two that suggested that Trader Joe be lent. Well, if Bart and Slash are the horse thieves, I say let's spring them up. Hold it. Hold it. Wild Bill Hickok will continue after this message. Next time I won't shoot in the air. And neither will I. Now listen to Bill. We'll take these two to jail. Then we'll go back over the trail and find out where these horses came from. Then we'll see that these two get a fair trial. Okay, I got Bill, I want to thank you again. I've been thinking it over and... I'm going to be a lot more honest in my horse trading from now on. That's good, Joe. It'll keep you out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, and I can get my beauty sleep. They always have these hangings at sunrise, and that's such a horrible hour to have to get up. <laughs>
continue in just one minute. You've just heard another exciting story of Wild Bill Hickok, starring Guy Madison and Andy Devine in person. Our story was written and directed by Paul Pierce. Today's cast included Howard McNear, Jack Moyles, and Jim Nusser. This is a David Heyer production transcribed in Hollywood. Now this is Charlie Lyons speaking, reminding you to tune this station again when we present another of the adventures of... Hickok was a real-life Civil War soldier, sharpshooter, gunfighter, and lawman of the Old West. He was an adventurer who had many, many brushes with death, but they were greatly exaggerated by the stories told about him in various media. His fame lives on not so much for his real-life tales, but because he was the first dime novel hero, then he appears in various movies, television shows, and this old radio program. His tale comes to a sad yet iconoclastic end. He was killed while playing a round of poker. His hand was aces and eights, and for those who know poker, that's known as the dead man's hand. Wild Bill started on the radio in 1951 as a kid's western show. It emphasized the tracking down of the bad guys and fighting for the law rather than the shooter, shooting, poker-playing, rough-and-tumble Civil War vet who lies about his life to get good publicity aspects of Wild Bill's life. The show is in the tradition of the Lone Ranger and the Cisco Kid. Guy Madison starred as Bill with Andy Devine as his sidekick Jingles. You just gotta love the sidekick named Jingles. This Wild Bill Hickok was quick with his fists and a quip, but Jingles, dear God that nickname, got all of his glory by using his immense girth to fight the bad guys. If you couldn't tell, Jingles was the comedic element in the series. And you have to wonder, what is it with overweight sidekicks in westerns? Say, just like Cisco Kid's partner, Poncho, they're both overweight. I say give the horses a break. The radio program lasted until 1954. The television show was started at the same time in 1951 and lasted until 1958. It, also, Wild Bill was portrayed by Gary Cooper in the 1936 movie The Plainsman. And Wild Bill has showed up in various other movies and television shows, most recently on the show Deadwood on HBO. In just a minute, we'll play a skit of the Bickersons. The Bickersons was about the unhappily married John and Blanche Bickerson, played by Don Amici and Francis Langford. Basically, if you like the TV show Married with Children, you can see where it all started with the Bickersons. While I'm not a big fan of this type of hostile humor, some of the lines are pretty funny. Also, from the sociological viewpoint, you see, if I can't admit I, I just think it's funny, I have to have a profound reason for liking it. The show was attacked at the time for being anti-marriage, anti-family, and indeed anti-society because it really portrayed a very negative view of marriage. The Bickersons started as a skit on a variety show, then moved to its own half-hour show. While their show only lasted two years, it made its way into popular culture in just that short amount of time. And now, kids, it's time for a Comic Web Radio Secret Society code, 25 5 7 26. 
Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. The code again is 255726. If you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website. Our email is editor at comicweb.com. And we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else. And now, an episode of The Bickersons. And now, Donna Mitri and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson with Danny Thomas as Brother Amos in The Honeymoon is Over. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly, while her husband John, victim of an obscure type of insomnia which manifests itself in constant and instantaneous sleep, exhibits the following symptoms of the dread disease. Listen. Well, I'm just not going to stand another minute. John! John! Sit up! Come on, sit right straight upright. Take off that sleep shade. What's the matter, Blanche? You're making me a nervous wreck with that snoring. Oh, it's just your imagination. I never snore. John! How you can have the audacity to... John! If you weren't snoring just then, what were you doing? Well, how do I know, Blanche? I was sleeping. Well, that kind of sleep is no good for you. Well, I love it. It doesn't leave you rested. I hope you haven't forgot that you start working a new job tomorrow morning. Mm. Your last one, you gave up because you were wide, weren't wide awake Blanche, now. I didn't give up my old job. You quit for me. It's a good thing I did. You weren't making enough anyway. Well, the new job pays less. I know, but the hours are longer. Uh, what kind of reasoning do you call that? More time to advance yourself. You'd do a lot better, John, if you patterned yourself after my brother Amos. I hate your brother Amos. At least he's a go-getter. Well, then why doesn't he go get a job? He doesn't need to. Amos is a shrewd businessman. He can get things from people. Yeah, he got plenty from me, all right. You're just jealous. He makes good everywhere he goes. Even in the army, he worked himself up to a field marshal. He worked himself up to a buck private. You know very well we got word that they made him a field marshal. He was a private and he was court-martialed, not field Well, what's the difference? Court-martial, field marshal. Uh... Did you set the alarm clock? Yes, I set the alarm clock. What time did you set it for? Mm. I wanted you to give yourself plenty of time, and from now on you're going to eat breakfast with me before you leave. Okay. When you get it ready, just call me downstairs. <laughs> Get what ready? Breakfast. It won't hurt you to prepare breakfast for both of us. Leo Goofy does it all the time. He brings the glory on a tray. Blanche, why don't you let me sleep? Well, I like that. I don't let you sleep. You can say that again. It's your own snoring that wakes me up and makes me wake you to stop it so you can get enough sleep so you won't be tired from sleeping the way you do. You can't say that again. <laughs> well, don't mix me up. I'm the one who never sleeps. I'm worried right now for fear you won't get up in time to go to work. I'll get up in time. I can dress fast. Your shirts aren't back from the laundry. Well, then I'll wear the one I wore today. You will not. You wear a clean one if you have to wash and iron it yourself. <laughs> okay. You say it now, but you won't do it. I will. 
You'd better do it now. Get up and wash your shirt. <laughs> Go on. Get up and wash your shirt. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It's almost 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, by the time you get through with the shirt, you can start making breakfast. <laughs> you know how I have to wrestle myself to sleep. And when I finally do, you lie there just waiting to wake me up like some... Some jungle-prowling alligator. Alligators don't prowl in the jungle. Well, what do I care? You'd wash the shirt quick enough if you were going to see Gloria Goosey. I don't need a shirt to see Gloria Goosey. I believe that. Now, don't you start cracking me the same things again. With that kind of bait, you'd be trapped every time, brother. Oh, Gloria Goosey. I wish I'd never seen the woman in my life. So do I. You're not the same person you used to be, John. What's the matter now? Whenever you're alone with me, you just sit and mope. I don't mope at all. I'll bet you're sorry you married me. I am not. You never say you're happy. Well, I feel very happy. Well, then why don't you say it? I'm the happiest man in the world. (laughs) Now, are you satisfied? No, there's something missing, John. All our friends have such fun. With their children, I mean. The Goosebys have a baby. The Flatters have a baby. And yesterday, the Marvins had a baby. Everybody has a baby. Blanche, it's four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Such a beautiful little thing. Weighed eight and a half pounds. That's wonderful. They haven't decided on a name yet. Mm. I wonder if I could think of... I've got it. John... Mm-hmm. Wake up. I thought of a good name. Go to sleep. I thought of a bad one. <laughs> I'll phone them in the morning. Did you pull the stopper out of the alarm clock? Mm-hmm. Did you set it for six? Seven. That won't give you enough time. You have to be at work by nine. Plenty of time. I can leave here at eight fifteen. There's no train after seven. I don't need a train. I'm driving. I'm afraid you'll have to take the train. You're taking my car. <laughs> it isn't here. This too. It's in the garage. No, it isn't. I rented to Amos. Well, then I'll... You what? I lent your car to Amos. You wanted to go to the race? Frank, no. No, you couldn't. Not my car. Don't get so excited. He promised to bring it back Tuesday. Tuesday? It's a new car. He can't drive it. He hasn't got a license. Why did you do that? Well, he wanted to go to the racetrack, and he'd have to get up so early if he took the well, train. it's all right for me to take a train, huh? It's all right for me to go without sleep. And I'm going to work, not the racetrack. Well, Amos has a chance of making a lot more money than you. I'll look, Blanche. Maybe you wouldn't have to go to work either if you'd get friendlier with Amos. Ah, Blanche. He's the right kind of people and always manages to figure out some money-making scheme, and he's bound to be a millionaire. Then why does he keep borrowing from me? If you're foolish enough to lend him things, you shouldn't complain. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, she does. Sleep. I waited four years for that car. Never even had my hands on the wheel. And she gives it to that irresponsible maniac. Tomorrow morning, I'll have the pleasure of opening my garage door and not finding my beautiful car. You won't find the garage door either. Why not? He was knocked it off as he was backing out. Oh! Garage is now anyway. Go to sleep, John. Oh, what are you, you going to do with a woman like that? This is too much. Hmm. car is too narrow. Hmm. Never be able to sleep again as long as I... Okay. Feels like I didn't sleep at all. How do you shut this sign thing off? Where's the stopper? Put down the alarm clock. It's the phone. Oh. Oh, I knew it couldn't be the alarm because I didn't... Oh! Put the lights on. The lights are on. You've got the pillowcase on your head. Oh. Where am I? Hello. Jacko? Mr. Zane. Drop dead! No, no, wait. 
famous. Yes. Where, uh, where are you? Where, where's my car? Can you stand the shock, Jocko? <laughs> no. Hey, you know that thousand you lent me? Well, I went to the track and I got to worrying about it, see? So I made a few bets for you. I got $300 for you. Honest? You won that much? Oh, no, I lost. But, but the $300? Well, I was so worried about losing that I ran your car into a truck. I sold it on the spot to a junk man. Oh, Amos, Amos, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I'll bring you the money in the morning. So long, Jacko. Amos, Amos. It's the end of the world. Don't the lights, Blanche. I'm weak. Let me get back in bed. Why should one man have so much... Oh! Oh! oh. Right in the mouth. Oh! John, did you hurt yourself? What's the difference? I was going to have these two teeth pulled out. Goodbye, Blanche. <laughs> 